With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, nonstop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. All right, welcome in. Vikings vent line, as you can see right there, presented by our friends at Surly Brewing and also TCL TVs. Hopefully you are, are watching games on TCL and drinking some Surly because those things would be um, nice diversions for the fact that the Vikings lost again today. It's Zolgad. It's Declan Goff. If you're saying to yourself, where's Phil Mackey? Well, he's with family. It's the Christmas weekend. And so we will be taking you through this edition of Vikings Vetline. And uh, before we give our thoughts on this game, Declan Goff, why don't you go ahead and tell the good folks who aren't familiar with joining the show how they can do so? Yep, you can do so by sending an email. It's scrolling right across the bottom of the screen right there. It's vikingsventline at gmail.com. Uh, I will screen some calls here. I'll get you in queue. Um, Vikings fall to the Rams today, so this is your show. If you have some thoughts, positive, negative, mostly negative, um, send me an email, vikingsventline at gmail.com. This is your show, a little Vikings therapy. Vikings fall to the Rams, so if you want to get on the show, vikingsventline at gmail.com. Outstanding stuff, Declan. So 30 to 23 is the final. Um, the last I looked, it's the fourth quarter between the Eagles and the Giants. And the Eagles are, not surprisingly, kicking the crap out of the Giants. And so the Eagles will, um, record-wise, just simply surpass the Vikings for the seventh and final playoff spot right now in the uh, National Football Conference. This does not mean the Vikings' playoff hopes are dead. It does mean that they have taken yet another hit in a season in which it feels like the hits just keep on coming. Um before we get to your your thoughts, and as as Dex said, this is your show, so we'll take plenty of reaction to this game. Um, this is a maddening game if you're a Vikings fan, not because it's shocking that they lost, but because of how they lost. And, and you know, let's call a spade a spade. How bad Matthew Stafford was. How bad. How how just absolutely baffling. Sean McVay's play calling was he that the Rams ran through the Vikings today like they were going to be able to just basically run all day long. And then McVay is calling pass plays for Stafford and Stafford is throwing the ball um, high. He's throwing it low. He was simply at times today atrocious. Um, Barr has two picks um, and one results in a touchdown. Both of them were deep in Rams territory. So really both of them should have resulted in touchdowns. Uh, Stafford also threw um, a pass that was picked off by Xavier Woods, and he threw that into double coverage. I have no idea what he was thinking. Uh, the Vi- the Rams basically kept trying to give the Vikings momentum and momentum and momentum, and the Vikings took it at times, 
But the offense, again, the offense couldn't come through. And and the red zone trips that, that end with field goals, including Declan after the first bar pick, um, which has to be a touchdown. It, this was a game that was there for the taking if you are the Vikings. And you couldn't take it. And you didn't. And I, I really thought throughout the course of th- this game, I hope the Rams lose just because they deserve to lose. They're playing a stupid game. And look, they've got some great players. Aaron Donald's great. Ramsey's great. So I'm not saying that they're this terrible team, but their quarterback today and their play calling for a lot of this game was simply putrid. And the Vikings had chances to capitalize and they couldn't. And I guess in some ways, in some weird way, Declan, this is the story of the 2021 Vikings, which is you had your chances. You just couldn't capitalize on those chances. Yeah, the Vikings, um, you know, I, I, if they would have pulled off this win, I was going to say they're going to have to write a thank you note to Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay, oh. who just, I mean, they were brutal today. They gave the Vikings every chance to possibly win this game um, with just horrible call. I mean, th- this looked like Stafford from his early days in the Lions. He was clearly off. He was being reckless. And then McVay just basically treating him like he was like had Jared Goff or Bethaford again. Like it, it, it didn't, it didn't feel right. And obviously, you know, Sony Michelle's running up and down the Vikings defense, which is still just terrible. They, they went out and, you know, Dalvin Thompson and Michael Pierce are nice players, but this run defense is still God awful. And they kind of go away from that. And basically the Rams do everything, the power for the Vikings to try to win this game. And they still can't do it. And another just, I don't know, a weird performance from Kirk up and down. I thought play calling was strange from the Vikings side today as well. Um, the Rams are a better team. Everyone knew that going into this game. Even though they were on the road, they were three-point favorites for a reason. Um, and they look like they can still be a playoff team. But in general, uh, a, a pretty bad performance by the Vikings today who are, you know, obviously relying on wins here to try to make them stay in the playoff picture. And now they basically have to beat Green Bay next week. They ha- obviously should beat the bears at home to close out the season, but now you're going to need help. And then like that, now you're going to need some legitimate help from around the league. If the Vikings have to win out and hopefully some other teams lose to give them a little more chance to playoffs, but just a pretty deflating loss for the purple today. It used to be a big deal Dex, uh, before we get to the uh, calls and the folks who are joining us, it used to be a big deal when an opponent rushed for more than 100 yards against this team, the Rams today as a team, 159 yards. Sony Michelle, Sony Michelle. Okay, yeah, he's okay. He's, you know, he's not great. 131 yards on 27 carries. And now let me give you perhaps the most damning Rams statistic. And the fact that they are leaving here with a W um, is absolutely incredible. Matthew Stafford's passer rating was 46.8. I dare to find. I dare you to find me within the last 10 years a Vikings opponent who's beat the Vikings with a passer rating of 46.8. That is god-awful. That's not sort of a bad day. That is a terrible day. So, yeah, it's disappointing. It's disappointing. So let's get to the uh, folks who who would probably like to join us on the Vikings therapy and talking about the disappointment of this loss. Oops, Dex, I can't hear you. Okay, nope, that's on me. Um, We'll have Ben in Florida kick us off here in just a second, but if you'd like to get on the show, it's vikingsbentline at gmail.com. Shoot me an email. We'll pop you on the screen, and we'll uh, have your vents here. So let's kick things off. Ben in Florida, what's up, man? How are we doing? Hey, what's up? Uh, Thank you all for having me on. I hope you all had a um, very good holidays. Um, I know a lot of Vikings fans are upset about this loss, but um, I look on the positive side. 
there is no question that the Vikings will have a new head coach next year. No question about it. Um, and this kind of felt like the Saints lost last year, except a little bit more competitive. Um, mm-hmm. But again, the side of the ball that the coach prides himself on just continued to let the team down in crucial moments. I know they got a couple turnovers, but that was more on the Rams than than the Vikings. But I, if you're the Wills, you are doing due diligence right now on a new head coach and a new GM. It's it's kind of over. There's no more saving face here. Um, maybe they can go to Green Bay and play spoilers. Green Bay doesn't have the number one seed locked up quite yet. Um, and sweeping the Packers would be kind of like a here you just send off party or something like that. But personally, um, I just think it's over. It's over for Zimmer. It's over for Spielman. And it's pretty much over for for Cousins. Um, I'm just kind of ready to start anew. I'm just like completely at peace with where this team is right now. And I need Vikings fans to stop defending Cousins after this game. He was giving he was given multiple short fields to get it done, and he didn't get it done. So I need I really need that to stop. Well, and I, I think the key thing here too, Ben, is is this to to your point. The whole thing's just done. Like mm-hmm. it, it doesn't make sense to defend. It, you know, aside from Jefferson, it doesn't make sense to defend players or coaches now because it's just done. It's run its course. It literally has run its course. Yeah. Like, and, and the feeling in the building today was exactly that. Like this place, mm-hmm. aside from a few of the god awful plays by by the Rams and Stafford, which gave the Vikings some life, this building today was dead. Now, people got excited when the Vikings had opportunities, but from the kickoff, like this did not feel like we were all here to watch a game of a team that might make the playoffs. It just feels like it feels like it did at the end of Childress, probably Mm -hmm. at at the end of less. There just comes a point in time where it is just done. And and so like, like you can defend, like if you're defending things, what are you defending? This team needs a hard reset. So I think you're entirely right, Ben. Yeah, and, you know, I, I like – and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, just if a team is struggling, it doesn't mean that the ownership is bad. Sometimes you got to shake it up. Yeah. And the Wills, for the most part, since they've owned the team, they see when something needs to be changed. And now is that time to be changed. So, you know, nothing wrong with change. I'm looking forward to next year. Um, new coach, new GM. I'm just open to new ideas because right now I'm just done with it. Just done with it. Great stuff, Ben. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Yeah, he brings a good point. I mean, I to Ben's point about the ownership, like, just admit that this is over. You know, like, I, I don't think the Wilfs are poor owners. You know, I, I know the Vikings fans have been frustrated for years because they haven't won a damn Super Bowl in their lifetimes, but I, I don't think the Wilfs are at fault here. I, I don't look at it as the Wilfs need to sell the team, which I know some of the people in our YouTube comments are saying. Just th- this is this is the microchasm of who the Vikings have been this year. I mean, they're good. They hung with the Rams, right? Like, it wasn't like the Rams had them blown out by any means. They gave them every opportunity to win. Multiple trips in the red zone for the Vikings offense, who came in today as a productive team in the red zone. But today, they couldn't couldn't get enough six up, uh, touchdowns on the board. But in general, I'm, I agree with them. I don't think it's on ownership, but I do think they have to recognize that the Zimmer-Spielman era is, is done. I, so I, I think behind the scenes, they have been quietly going about a due diligence plan for months now. Um, this has been, I think this has been very, very, very clear since the Dallas game. Um, so I don't think that there's this thought of, oh, it, it can be saved. But every game like this puts another proverbial nail in, in the coffin of it's done. But it doesn't take a genius, Dex, to show up um, at this stadium today and to feel the lack of enthusiasm here sure. and a complete lack of buzz. And if you own this team, say, 
this doesn't feel right. And that's a big deal. Like, like when the fans are, are actively punting on the team and the coach, and I don't think it, it's not like the quarterback is, is loved. I think Jefferson is. Um, but I think there's a lot of components to, to this team that people are tired of. Uh, so the Wilfs aren't dumb. The Wilfs are going to look at that and basically say, you know what? We tried and they did try and Zimmer tried and Spielman tried. So like, this is not a, again, I want to say this is not a deal where get, you know, you're fired, get your ass out of here, pack your stuff. They took their shot. Mm-hmm. It fell, it fell, it fell flat. Unfortunately, uh, the last, you know, two years or so. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, let's keep it rolling here on Vikings vent line. We'll go to Wyatt. Wyatt, what's up, man? Where are you calling? What's from? up guys? I'm calling from uh, Florida, okay. Orlando area. Yep. Um, Declan, you want to do the honors? What's that? What's fire everyone? Fire everyone! <laughs> fire everyone! Fire! God, I, I went into the sports bar today, still with the uh, head throbbing from whatever the hell that uh, siren was in Chicago last week. Yeah. And uh, I mean, what was that? I mean, not to get off tangent on this game, but like, who <laughs> who made that decision? Like, what is that? It's a really bad siren that should never be used. <laughs> Seriously. But uh, as far as this game goes, I mean, like you said, they gave us every opportunity to win. And I was watching the game with my friend. He's not even a Vikings fan. And uh, the play calling was just, once again, just mind boggling. I mean, at the end there, when we started opening opening it up, it wasn't like they were in prevent or anything. Like it was the same defense they'd been running the whole game. But just out of nowhere, we start actually throwing the ball and we finally start moving the ball and, it, it just really makes you wonder why, why were we not doing that the entire game? Like uh, I, I was, uh, yeah, Kubiak's got to go. Zimmer's got to go. It's, uh, it's time for a new change. And plus the, the thing too, though, is, you know, Kirk is, is um, Kirk is complicit with this as well because Kirk's the guy like there's not check downs. Like the playbook does not yeah. have check down, check down, check down. That's, that's the QB's call. And so, you know, Kirk, when when this team gets down by like 10 or 14, Kirk relaxes and he's like, okay, time to check it. And he can. Like, that's the yep. thing that drives you crazy. If this was a talentless hack, you'd, you'd be like, okay, he's a talentless hack. But he's not. And, and so those drives, in, in fact, the scoring drive that ended with the uh, six-yard touchdown pass to K.J. Osborne, seven plays. Kirk, six of six for 74 yards. Like, oh, man, look at that. But of course, it comes with your team down. I believe by two touchdowns, and so yeah. So, so that's the part about Kirk that drives you absolutely nuts because it's not like you know Clint's like okay, the game plan today check down. Now I will say the thing today, and this gets back to the interior of the lines problems is Aaron Donald. Oh my God, like yeah. Kirk, Kirk was like, I got to get rid of the ball. I got to get or, or run. And in those in in that way, I can't blame Kirk completely. Uh, but I do – it is frustrating to watch when this team goes down by a substantial margin in the fourth quarter, like what yeah. the arm talent-wise, and it's like, where was that? So Especially when uh, especially when you, you see the replays and everything, and uh, Jefferson was open the whole game. It wasn't like Ramsey was locking him down or anything. Like, Jefferson was burning him on – He didn't want yeah. him. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was bad, man. And the checkdowns, you're right, were, were just ridiculous, but – all right, thanks, guys. All right, Appreciate Wyatt. it. Enjoy Appreciate the Wyatt. Florida warmth, man. Merry Christmas. Yeah, ugly, ugly. Let's man. keep let's keep going. Keep going. Let's keep the therapy session going, man. Let's go to Alden in uh, enemy territory. Alden, what's yeah. Up, hey guys. Well, I just finished one of these. I got two more in the fridge. Oh, Alden, like there you go. Two two thumbs up, Alden. But two thumbs up. 
And a couple of things. One, is there a thing around the league you just keep Zimmer at the Vikings? So many teams try to give them a score. So, I mean, <laughs> watching Sony Michael like run through everything, and I thought, well, good thing we didn't spend any money on a defensive tackle in free agency for the Peter for the Pearson Tomlinson turnstile. Oh. But then a screen pass to Matson on third and goal. Is it bad? I thought, why do you throw that to CJ Ham? Somehow he'd have been 40 yards into the end zone to pick it I up. Can't. I don't know. Or, I don't know, throw at Jefferson. When I'm watching a first down and I'm like, oh, they're going to run. I think Aaron Donald's in the huddle right now. He knows what they're going to do. Yes. It, something different. It's it's the same thing, and I hear the same things. Well, I saw an article saying, keep Zim. That's the only way they contend next year. I don't want to contend next year if it's going to be like this. I don't want another heart attack season where I'm just watching every game thinking, how are they going to blow it? I want them to be blowing a game deep in the playoffs. Let's go back to that. That at least feels better. <laughs> Do you really want that? <laughs> now, how about this? How about they get to the playoffs and they win there and they get to a Super Bowl the first time since, what, 1977? How about that idea? That'd be good. And then they beat the Bills to add extra injury to the Bills so Minnesota feels better. I like it. The Bud Grantle right there. I think that's yeah. a great idea. Bud Granton, you know, Marvin Levy can come back and, yeah. and watch. It just... Every and the same thing. Cousins is the best quarterback. It's not his fault or it's not Zim's fault. It's everyone's fault. Correct. That's but Jefferson, it. Jefferson's out there. And I don't know, maybe yep. Bynum. Yep. Maybe some of the guys are it, pulling up. It has, as I will continue to say, it has run its course. And it was a good we've run. Seen the, exactly. And we've seen the best that this, um, that this I, I guess the best way to put this is administration had to offer. Like we've seen the best and now that's done. And now it's time of, Unless you are Bill Belichick, you have a shelf life. And like you come home from the store, I buy you a target to be my coach, and you have an expiration date on your back. And that expiration date has been reached. Doesn't mean you weren't a good, a good guy at, at one time. You were a, you know, effective hire for quite some time, but the expiration date has been reached. So let's stop defending anyone in particular. Let's let's accept the fact that this team has some nice components, which they will keep. They're not going to get rid of Jefferson. They're not going to get rid of good young players. Uh, but a reset will involve probably a quarterback, for sure a GM, for sure a coach. There are components of this defense that are definitely aging out. Um, and that's life, man. That's and life in sports. One other question. What was with the field goal at the very end? The announcers were all for that, and I watched and I said, Get the touchdowns. If you get the onside kick, you don't have to take three shots at the end zone. You go right. 10 yards and kick a field goal. They figured and they could, I didn't expect yeah. them to get the onside kick. Right. I, I was going to say, but, so that's the thing is, did, did you really think that they were going to get that kick? Probably sure if they kick the field goal, because then they can you know have a pick six to end the game. <laughs> but the Wilfs should pull a Belichick. They should have pulled a Belichick and said, okay, it's 2020. It was a bad year, but you know what, Zim? Good run. Maybe we should have traded to Dallas, but we're going now before it's any worse. Yeah. All right, Eldon, thank you. Yeah, thanks, guys. Enjoy the beer. Oh, I will. Best beer around. Surly, <laughs> surly furious. All right, Dex, let's keep him going. Yeah, we'll keep it rolling here. Let's go to uh, Dylan. Dylan, what's up, man? Welcome to the show. Where are you calling hey, from? Hey, guys. Uh, I'm calling from South Dakota. Can you hear me? Yep, yes. we got you. Okay. Sweet. Okay. So I'm in my car right now because it's – I just had so much anger watching that game. This is the only place where I could just go away from all the sports and just be like, oh, okay, just calm myself, get centered and everything. Take like a deep that. breath. Exactly. 
And I think you said this, Judd, uh, a couple weeks ago. It's this season has kind of just been a microcosm of this is a good ride. This has been a really good ride with Zim. It was 2017 was an awesome, like, high. Going down to 18 was a very bad crash, but it's okay. We went up to 2019. Then a little bit of a different hill. But now it's time to get off the ride. It's been good. It's been a good ride. It's been a fun ride. But it's time to get off the ride. Mm-hmm. And I think with that, all some of the things we saw even today, just we could say the same things. It's all the conservative conservatism and all of that, you know. But my thing, I just, I think uh, you guys were just talking about it. I just don't understand how you allow with getting all that interior depth on the D line, allowing just a hundred over a hundred yards rushing. That just, it's just so mind boggling to me. I just couldn't get it. I think that is, is among the things about the 2021 Vikings that I don't get, like, I can't explain it. That is the top one. Exactly. Like, like the, the offensive frustration I get because I think that, that the play calling has not been great. I think Kirk is Kirk. So like, it might be frustrating as a fan to watch that, but I can explain that. And I'm, mm-hmm. you know, and you, you guys probably can explain that too. But how are you this bad against the run? Exactly. It doesn't make any bleeping sense. Michael Pierce is a man. He's two of me. Like, how are you? How are you this bad? Consistent. I mean, Sony Michelle did you today. Sony Michelle was like, it looked like uh, Todd Gurley in his prime. I'll, I will never understand how this fell apart so badly, especially because we have watched in this town in what the last 20 years run defenses that have been great. Like you don't get a yard or if you get a yard, it's a hard earned yard. This one, it looks like you lost three, you spin out and get five. Like, yeah. So that is to me, one of the most unexplicable things Mm -hmm. about this team is the fact that that run defense has been as porous as it's been all season long. And the thing is, is I watched last year uh, from the, around this time was Christmas Day. And we all watched the Saints game, and we all know what happened. Alvin Kamara literally just torched us yep. and stomped us down on Christmas Day and made us all feel like we got coal in our stocking. And I, <laughs> and I know that Zimmer sat there and looked at it and said, we can't have this happen ever again. And mm-hmm. that's why they went out and got all these defensive pieces. And so having this happen, game in, game out, you look at uh, all of these running backs that have done this to us the entire year, and you sit there and you're like, how does this happen? You just It doesn't make sense. Not that Tomlinson and Pierce are not good. They're good, and you can see that they're good. It's just I don't understand how you – especially with two linemen out for the Rams today. They had two – and three at one point, three starting linemen out. Red Horse was out. Running. Their center went out early. I know. Yeah. I know. I don't. I just don't get it. All right, sir. Thank you. Calm down. Thank you, Don. Calm down. Him. Deep breaths. Yeah. It's going to be fine eventually. Him. Talk to you. God, yeah. Yeah, I, I, it is remarkable all that money they spent on trying to sew up that, obviously, the, the their defensive line to try to be better against it. And, I mean, it's just it's just as bad as it was last season. You can make a case it's worse. And and the the comments that that is appearing right now, uh, three picks and seven points, one touchdown off that is exactly right too. I mean, Stafford and the Rams tried to give you this game. They literally yep. tried to give you this game. What two of those, including the one that, that you got the touchdown off of, were picked deep in Rams territory? Like that should have been fourteen points like that, right? Yep. And instead, yeah, 
Instead, it was what? I, I actually think they got a field goal off the first one. Uh, so it's probably 10 points. But still, the point stands. Like yeah. the Rams were trying to give you everything that they could. Like, hey, if you want the game, take it. Right. It was, yeah, like, it was 10 points. It was 10, 10 points, points. But off, that's off. still not. It's still unacceptable. It's got to yeah. be 14, at least 14, if, if not, you know, 17. So let's keep going. Let's do it. Let's uh, let's go to Austin. Austin, what's up, man? Welcome to the show. Where, uh, where are you calling from? Hey, guys. Calling from uh, Bismarck, North Dakota area. Okay. Nice. I called in a few weeks back. Uh, I think it was the San Francisco game. You know, um, I love the content, guys, you know. In North Dakota, we don't have a professional football team. You know, we just have NDSU football, who's in an FCS championship every year. Yeah, you know, good. hockey, you know. So, like, you know, growing up as a Viking fan, you know, you kind of – if you expect disappointment, you know, you won't be disappointed type of thinking, you know. And, um, today, I I just have an empty feeling on this on this season, guys. You know, it's been it's been up and down – it gives you a little bit of po- a little bit of positive hope, and then they just knock you down at the knees, and it's uh, it's an emotional roller coaster, you know. Like I can't explain this empty feeling about it, and you know you just got to move on. And you know Zimmer had a good run; he made us legitimate when he was hired. You know, if we hired him in 1993, you know we probably would have been competitive. You know, run the ball three times, like. I'm watching the game and I can call the game and what plays are going to call, you know, there's a problem there, you know, and, you know, I think we missed Dalvin Cook today as well. Sure. Um, I, you know, I believe that if he would have played, he would have had a few flashy plays that could have, you know, offset some of the, you know, negatives about Madison. You know, Madison's a good runner, straight line runner. He doesn't have that flash that Cook has, you know, so we missed him today. And, you know, um, I don't want to do something so extreme, but like I showed you guys my Christmas tree a couple of years ago, right? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna throw it out, but as you see, it's lit, right? Okay? Nice, yeah, that's a nice tree. So, yeah, so what I'm gonna do here, guys, is I'm gonna yeah. unplug this tree. Okay. As we are gonna unplug this Viking season, you know. So. So it's done. It's officially it's done. done. <laughs> the tree is. The tree is. So like this was it. Not Cooper Rush, not Cooper Rush, not something else, but today officially marks the end of the tree itself as, as far as the purple hue. Yeah, and I and I really um I I, I printed it. some stuff out that Holy Udo was holding somebody behind Kirk Cousins on my ornaments there too, you know. So there's a two officially vent lines left. Looking yeah. forward to them, you know. So are still we gonna, I'm still gonna watch the games. You know, but I have no hope. But you just know, don't I invest agree. right now. Come back next year as, right. as far as investment goes. Because, like, yeah, I mean, watch. Oh, Wolves. Yeah, go, yeah, You're going Wolves on the line. Edwards. Guy, you know, they play what? The Knicks tomorrow? The Celtics on Tuesday? Yeah, hell yeah. Go Wolves, man. Yeah, so, I like it. Appreciate it. Have All right, Austin. Awesome. Thank you. Take man. care. Sorry about your tree. Unplugs being the tree. I, got, I still got mine on over here. I'm not going to be able to. Flip gotta be honest over, but i think my i think my final like okay that's probably done was cooper rush yeah i, I mean the vikings have a chance to make the playoffs but it's that seventh seed and that team's gonna be so bad i can't take them seriously mm-hmm. um i think cooper rush was my this isn't working now right like when you lose to that but I, you know i mean again 
today, Stafford. It, it's incredible. So think about this quickly before we get to our next uh, mm-hmm. uh, commenter, I guess is the right word. Think about this. Baker Mayfield played terrible here. U.S. Bank Stadium was awful. Right, right. Yeah. Browns won. Cooper Rush, only his mom and, and a couple college football fans had heard of him. Yeah. Started here. He won. Mm-hmm. Today, Matthew Stafford was probably worse than Baker was here, and he won. Like, think about how hard it used to be for even good quarterbacks to come in here and win games. Like, right. you saw it, Dex. Yeah, it I used know, to man. be incredibly tough. Like, that's just three off the top of my head where we're talking about, you know, like, Rush's the third string guy, I, I think. Um, and in the case of Baker and in the case of today um, with Stafford, just absolutely awful, and they won all three of them, three and zero in this building. <sighs> let's keep going. All right, let's go to our young fan, Mike. Here, Mike. Hi, what's Mike. up, buddy? How are you? Uh, I'm doing okay, I guess. It's kind of well, hard. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. not easy. What did you think of that game? Disgrace to humanity to even watch it. <laughs> it was a tough game to watch. I'm going to give you that. I'm going to side with you on that. That This was a difficult game to get through. Yeah, kind of like the Steelers one. My dad's a big Steelers fan, so that one was hard. I'm like, okay, we're up by 29. We're still going to find a way to blow this, and I'm going to have to listen to my dad for the next. How old are you? You're too, you're too young to be this <laughs> cynical. You're like me, and I'm 52. Yeah. 15, so. 15. Wow, you've got a right. lifetime of this crap. Yes. Don't give up now. Like at 15, I didn't, I wasn't super positive, but right. not as bad as this. We, we got to get you back. You see, you're in for good times until at least conference championship games, at which point in time you might not be in yep. for good times. But there's Was better there for years that ahead. One? Oh, boy. There's better years ahead here. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. My uncle, he's a Packers fan. Okay. Brother's a Cowboys fan. Oh, wow. You got your families all over the map. Yeah, man. Steelers, Cowboys, Packers, Vikings. Well, well, Mike, regardless, you hang tight though. You keep you keep this faith, okay? You keep the hashtag faith, as some people like to say. All right, you keep Stop. that going. Don't, all right? don't take the kid down that road, Mike. No, Mike. No, Mike. It it's okay. Just take a deep breath. Come back next year. New coach, possibly yep. new GM. Things will have changed. I've uh, talked but- to people, and I'm like, who do you want as your new head coach? I'm like, I'm between Doug Peterson yep. and then whatever the heck the Dallas Cowboys offensive coordinator is. Kellen Moore. That's Declan's guy, Kellen yep. Moore. Young play caller. All right, Mike, thank you. Good stuff, yep. Mike. Keep keep it up, man. You See can ya. get it. See, See you man. later. Take care. Awesome. Young fans, young old fans. Everyone's welcome on Vikings event line, John. 15, though? 15, and he's that cynical about his team. All right, so if I was 15, that would have been, I think, 2008. I was 15 15 for the less steckle year. That was not easy. I I saw T-Jack and Gus Ferrat when I was 15 leading the Vikings to a division championship and then getting their butts. I was at the game against in the wild card round against the Eagles. So that's, that's what I got to experience. Oh, when but, Tavares started. Yeah. Yeah. When Tavares played one of the most putrid quarterback performances I've ever seen in my entire life. Dante uh, Samuel, that out route yes. didn't work out so well for the Vikings. He jumped no, it. It did not. Let's keep it going though, Judd. Let's go to, is it Kellen? Yes, sir. Yes, it What's is. Up, Kellen? You Where are you calling from, man? I'm calling from Shakopee actually. Okay. Very nice. And I, Yeah. Honestly, at this point, I, I'm going to sound really negative to everybody, but I enjoy when the Vikings lose at this point. 
because it is just building a cold, hard case for Mike Zimmer, Kirk Cousins, and Rick Spielman to all have no possibility of coming back. And I think what hurts most about this team is, is that we all live in this what-if mentality. What if we didn't get Kirk? What if we fired Zimmer before? What if we kept Stefanski? Imagine Stefanski with this team right now. Where do you think we would be? Um, Better, although the end of that game, the Browns game against the Packers didn't embolden yeah. my confidence in Kevin when he was having uh, Baker Mayfield throw like six consecutive passes when much like today, the Packers couldn't stop the run and head chub. Like, what's up with these coaches? But today, what's, Mc, what's McVay thinking? Dude, you're running the ball. I know Matthew Stafford's supposed to be good, but like it, it didn't take a rocket scientist to say he doesn't really have it today, right? Like, what? Mm-hmm. I don't understand these coaches. Why are you going against what's working? I, I don't understand either. And I'm also a very big Matthew Stafford hater. Not because I think he's bad, but because I think he's on the same like tier as Kirk, but... Right. I feel like he has a little bit of leadership intangibles that Kirk doesn't have, and it just gives the perception that he's this much better when it's like, come on, guys, he's not. But Kirk was looking good on on the draw on I think we were 13. He was just marching down the field, and I was like, mm-hmm. wow, we should keep passing. And then we got close. They started running a little bit. It was getting <laughs> they do. blocked, and I was like, oh, no, it's over. I was like, we're going to take a field goal. Thankfully, we scored, but then it just happens. It but happened. the question – I wanted to ask you specifically is let's say we get rid of Kirk Spielman and uh, Zimmer. Mm -hmm. What is the chance that we keep a lot of our veteran defensive guys? Because although we're not the best of defensive team, they're playmakers. They make big plays in key times sometimes. Yeah. Judd, I'll go first. I, I, I I think they would, they would still keep Kendricks around for sure. They'd try to still figure out a way to keep Daniel Hunter around after that. I mean, Judd, I, I don't know if there's other two guys in Penn that I would want to keep around on that defense. Like Harrison Smith, I like, but you're paying him a lot of money for, for a position that you don't have to be overpaying for necessarily. I think it's, I think it's Kendricks and Daniel, the only guys that I would have in Penn that I would like to stick around if a new regime came in. I'd bring back, so if Peterson comes back again, I, I wouldn't fight that one mm-hmm. um, because I think he's been solid. Like he's not, he's not what he was, but he's not a train wreck. And I, I like the veteran stability that Peterson brings. Um, Smith, I'd try, if it's possible, to get his contract down and keep him. But but if he won't, I think there's a decision. But I think the important thing here, too, is, and this is why change is, is necessary, I think what you need is a fresh set of football eyes to evaluate this yes. entire thing. Because, like, I'm not, I'm not saying, well, Kirk has to go. Screw Kirk. What I'm saying is I want new people to, to come in and say, this is what we need to do. Like, this is our direction. Because, Kellen, I'm convinced if you do this right, this doesn't have to be like some five-year, oh, the Vikings are yes. two wins, three wins, two wins. Like, this this league, this conference, you can affect change and be good fairly quickly. So this – and but I've lost confidence in the current – in the current, right. yeah, GM yeah. coach. And so that's where I want someone to come in or two – people or a new staff to come in and be like, here's what we need to do. So, so it's not that important. Like personally, what I think as much as for competent, fresh um, people regime, as you said, to come in and decide these are the changes. And if they say, you know what, Kirk, not going to work. I would say, okay, that's cool. 
because I just I feel like this has become spinning your wheels over and over and over again. All right. Well, one last question, I guess, for me. Yes. What would your ideal quarterback situation be for the next season? Let Kellen Mond take a chance at it and go on kind of a mini rebuild, sign a veteran at a cheap price, or make a big splash trade for maybe Deshaun mm, Watson. That's mm. who I've always wanted. Before we get to, to that, you, my man, have won our Surly Vent of the Night, okay? Woo! So here's what you're going to get from my friends Surly Brewing at their brew hall, which is fantastic. Two appetizers uh, for the, the table of your choice, and it's for four. So it's for oh, four people, nice. four entrees, three beers per person. Okay. And so, and so, just uh, what Dex contact you or yeah, Kellen, just send, send me another email and I'll I'll forward your information to uh, to our sales and promo guys. Okay. Surly Beer you, Hall is fantastic, man. Um, so I would say this uh, on the quarterback question, I would be up for if you feel that you can find a long term stability guy for that the problem there is if you acquire a guy who's going to have to be paid um and it's like kirk again you got the same problem right Mm -hmm. your cap gets eaten up i would prefer to go short-term fix and then eventually and i know that that this might take um take a step back i would prefer that you be able to draft one and develop that player and then that's your guy for four to five years Okay. Now, that's not going to be possible probably in 2022, for sure. Yep. It, it won't. But that's where you hit on that sweet spot because if you have a guy that can play and is good and is young and is cheap, most importantly cheap, then you can build – you get guards, right? Like you get yeah. all of these positions. The problem since Kirk set foot, set foot here, and good for Kirk for being paid, but, Kellen, the problem is you've always been trying to find – uh, basically cash in the cushions. Hey, how can we pay this guy? How can we pay that guy? Who can be our one big splash? Ideally, you don't have to ask that, but the, the way to do that is to get a young QB that you can build around and doesn't have to be paid for at least four to five years. Declan, what's your thought? Yeah, I'm, I'm with Judd Sue, I think, there too, Kellen. I, I would I would try to probably have a stopgap option. I don't know if that's like bringing back some veteran that you can just kind of plug in and play for a little bit. I, I I know we haven't heard anything about Kellen Mond, but I'm not just like against him not being the answer to be the Vikings' next quarterback either. Um, I, I know he was active today for the first time all season, not a necessity because Mannion tested positive for COVID. But I, I, I'm not just convinced that, oh, because we haven't heard anything from him, that he can't play. I mean, the dude was a baller at Texas A&M. I want to see what he can do in the professional ranks, and I want a, a good person in charge that knows can, and, that can get the most out of him. So I would probably lean that way. I would probably lean that way. With Kirk, there's just... Judd said it like it, there's too much cap being eat up here, eaten up here. And even if you restructure, you're eventually still got to pay the piper down the road. So I, I think that's kind of where I would go with it. Thank you, sir. Thank Appreciate you, you Kellen. Enjoy. Talk to you later, Kellen. Yeah, it, th- th- that's a great question, though. Like, I mean, I'm sure when, you know, Phil and everyone were back in full toe, I mean, that's going to be a great offseason question. Like, what should the Vikings do? at Like, what is the ideal situation? I mean, the ideal situation is – yeah, Kirk is probably back, but not under the cap number he is, right? Like, that that yeah. would be the ideal, well, and, but that's and, not really possible. And, and again, this comes down to it's why I want new people judging that, though. Because there's a chance that they they would come in and say, this guy's a really impressive box score, but he's not the guy. And I buy that completely. 
I buy that completely. I, I don't look. Matthew Stafford's stats going into today's game are really damn good. And I watched him. Yeah. And I've watched him a few times. And I'm underwhelmed every time. Um, and, and I'm a guy who, who said, and write that down, preseason, MVP. Right. So, like, I was, I thought Matthew Stafford with the Rams is going to be great. And his stats are pretty damn good. But Dex, underwhelmed. Kirk, lots of th- lots of lots of games, the same exact thing. Yeah. So if you get people who basically come in and say, this guy's not going to win, because my feeling is he's not a Super Bowl quarterback. He's not wired. It takes a certain wiring. I don't think Stafford is. I don't think Kirk is. Mm-hmm. Does that make them bad players? Absolutely not. But if we're talking about winning a Super Bowl, are they the guys? And I think the answer is no. That's a good question. Let's uh, keep it rolling here on Vikings Ventline. By the way, uh, this is Purple Daily, Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff here. Uh, if you want daily Minnesota sports content, subscribe to our Score North YouTube channel. And if you want daily Minnesota Vikings content, hit the, the subscribe button right here on this channel. Hit the like button. Run Apple, Spotify, and, of course, course the Score North app for everything central hub of Score North content. Let's uh, go to Lee. Lee, what's up, man? Welcome to Vikings Ventline. Where are you calling from? Hey, fellas. Minneapolis. Love the show. Hi, Thank you. And I switched over from K-Fan to you guys. <laughs> hey, appreciate you. appreciate buddy. that, Lee. Thank you very Thank you, much. Uh, there's so many. I was so heated. Uh, you know, it's, it's been, what, an hour now? So I'm, I'm, I guess I'm not that heated anymore, but I, I did. Uh, there's so many things I want to talk about, but I just circled three things that pissed me off. The D-line, Thomas and Pierce, those are, were supposed to be our uh, off-season signings and I don't know what it is with, with our team. I don't know if it's technique. Um, I don't know if they're, you know, uh, if the other team is just better than us. But, I mean, Michelle is just picking his holes up the middle, left, right. It's ridiculous. It, we don't even look like a professional team out there. It, it, it's so embarrassing. And then Mac Alexander, he has been giving up third down, key third down plays when the game is on the line. If you guys remember Arizona, he gave up that bomb to uh, Kirk. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it is about this guy. Um, I'm so glad Breland's gone. He was pathetic. And then I don't understand Kirk why we were in the red zone and um, third down. And instead of throwing the ball, if you have nothing, you might as well just throw it up to Jefferson um, instead of throwing it into the flats to KJ Osborne. Because you're going to kick thing. the field goal anyways. So, right. I mean, he did that a few times this year where it was like it was either third and goal or and we were gonna settle for a field goal anyways, and he just checked down. It was like, okay, well, what you might as well throw it into the end zone if we're gonna kick a field goal anyways. But uh, Kirk is not a gamer. He he doesn't seem like he believes. Um, he sometimes he looks disinterested. I don't know what it is about this guy. I don't think it's this guy. So with all these things that I highlighted, I think it, it really just goes back to, you know, uh, Spielman not being able to. Uh, you know, pick out the right personnel for this team. And then with technique um, and coaching, I don't think Zimmer's the guy. And Kirk, to me, is not the guy either. I heard you guys talking to the last caller about, you know, possibly starting over with Mond. Um, I don't want to wait another 10 years. I mean, I, I, was a, I was a teenager back in 98. And my heartbreak in 98, 09, um, you know, 2017, is too much. I can't do another 10 years of this. I need... I need, I need, I want, I want Russell Wilson here, and I believe that even if, we're, <laughs> even if, even if we're gonna drop thirty thousand a year or thirty million a year to this guy, he's a leader, and I feel like, you know, he'll have like the the Aaron Rodgers effect where 
the, the whole team could suck, but Aaron Rodgers, with Aaron Rodgers, you always have a chance. You know, yeah. like, I'm my, my whole, my, uh, my in-laws are all Packer fans, and I have to, sometimes I have to sit in Central Wisconsin and watch those Packer games before the Vikings games, and every time I'm watching it, they have a chance. It, you know, they have a chance, and I think we need a guy like that. We can't, we, we can't go with a guy like Kirk. We need a gamer, and, and I'm ready for a gamer, and nobody else is available. I think, except for um, Russell Wilson, if he's if he's no longer interested in playing in Seattle, we need to get Kirk out of here, trade him or whoever to to San Francisco, because Jimmy G doesn't look like uh, he's panning out for uh, 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 what's his name's kid. And so I, I hope that they're still interested in Kirk, so we can get rid of him. And we need to sign Russell Wilson. I'm telling you guys. All right. Do you think? Do you think they're in a place though where where that like like because when Favre joined in 09, like that was the final piece. The pieces are pieces in place. In place. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you think that the pieces are in place? Like I like there there are certain pieces I like a lot. So don't get me wrong. Um, but I don't know that the pieces are in place for Wilson to step in and, and for, for this to be an insta microwave type bang. This team's there. I, I, I don't think, know about that. I think the pieces are in place because, you know, I didn't fall in love with Jefferson like you have all season until, you know, I don't know, maybe right. like the fifth fifth week. But this guy is – he is good. He's really good. And, oh, and yeah. for a for a, for a competent quarterback like Russell Wilson to be behind center and understand – and one, one other thing that separates people or players like Russell Wilson from Kirk Cousins Russell Wilson is smart enough to keep the drive alive. If it's second is short or third is short, he will try and scramble and get that. He's a way smarter. Keep the drive alive. He's a smarter quarterback. Yeah, he's smart. So imagine yeah. his, you know, That's his true. brain with with our guy, the second coming of Randy Moss. Imagine that guy and Thielen, um, and then getting, you know, getting um, our, our young stud tight end. I still wanted Rudolph, but he was getting old. People didn't want him. But you know, e- imagine just having uh, Jefferson with. Russell Wilson, the defense will be looking at their chops knowing that, you know, they have a shot and they'll be interested. I feel like I mean, sports is a, sports is so weird. I never played professionally, but just like growing up playing in the backyard mm-hmm. when like there are there are people that are there are there are, you know, neighborhood kids that are good and there are neighborhood kids that, that aren't good. But we need numbers in order to run, you know, uh, an 11 on 11 football game. And you know who the the best players on that football field is on defense and on offense. And, you know, when when it feels like the game is over, the guy, the regular Joes, they just they, – they, they have their head down and they're no longer interested. It's the guys that can actually still make plays. They, they don't think they're ever out of it. And I feel like with a player like Russell Wilson, the guys on defense can come alive. The guys on offense can come alive. And we don't have that. Kirk is not that guy, you know. Yeah, I agree and with again, that. it's ridiculous. I'm talking from, uh, you know, I'm not a professional, but we need a guy like that. We've never had a guy like that since Randy Moss, Brett Favre, and nobody else. You know, that's that, uh, or even you know what, Case Keenum, as um, he was not as skillful as Kirk Cousins, but he had that competitive edge. 
he he you know you could tell that the he could the guys will rally behind him um, when, this, when, when the game was on the line. So yeah, yeah I think I think we need a game, but that's I don't want to take up so much time, guys. I'll I'll hang up. Thanks, Lee. Lee, appreciate you. Man. Great stuff, man. Thank you. Thanks for making love, the switch as well. I love the passion. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's awesome passion. Uh, just, that's why we're here. Yeah. Seeing a uh, comment here from from Justin Jefferson after the game. Yeah. And uh, from from this is from Sam Ekstrom. He said, "I think we should be more aggressive as soon as we get down there in the red zone." But I'm not the one calling plays, and Kirk Cousins, I guess, uh, also disagreed with the thoughts that they weren't being aggressive enough. He thought they were being just fine and aggressive in the red zone. So, again, this is where I think it's very tumultuous well, with, with Justin your star wide receiver, man. Justin saying that you weren't being aggressiveness. Or, or you weren't being aggressive enough in trying to find me, Justin Jefferson, which, mm-hmm. you know what, when you're a competitor and you're that good, I don't blame Justin Jefferson one bit. I don't blame him. But I think what he was saying is if you're going to basically throw into double coverage for K.J. Osborne on the ball that got uh, tipped and picked, yep. uh, then why don't you throw it to 18 because I'm here too. So. I don't yeah. disagree with him. I, I you know don't disagree with Justin. I, I, before we continue on here on Vikings Van Line, I did see people, in, even from other – other stations, other fans saying like Justin Jefferson has to be better today. You know, he misses a route or he had a drop. Like it, I, I think if you're coming to the conclusion that Jefferson's having a bad game or having the even the fortitude to suggest that he needs to step up and play better today, that is so far down the pecking right. order of reasons. Like, okay, was Justin Jefferson perfect day? No, he wasn't. He's never going to be perfect. Guys, he's never. It's yeah. football. You're not, you're not yeah, going dude. to be perfect. So. But are you going to take advantage of your opportunities? That's the question. And, and like, there's a very fine line between that was a dumb pass and that was a great pass to a guy who's a great player. Right. Um, and, you know, I, that, like, this game is filled with what, Dex? It's filled with mistakes. It's filled with screw ups and it's filled with incredible plays that work ordinarily to incredible players. Right. So yeah, but if you are saying, Well, Justin Jefferson has to, to do more, come on. Come on. That's come on. about you're you're right. That's so far down the 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 pole of okay, what's wrong here? The defense. How about you stop the bleeping run? How about you, you know Sony Michelle? So I digress. Let's uh let's keep it rolling here. My guy Parker's on. He's got some Parker. shades on. I don't Looking know. Good. It, it's, uh, is that from the game or just like your, your cool guy Parker here? What's up with the shades? Yeah, cool guy Parker. Actually, no, I'm <laughs> kidding. But uh, thank you guys for the call. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, so like I'm going to get to Kellen Mond because I'm a huge Kellen Mond guy. I figured I'd bring that energy to the show today. Hell yeah. But um, like I'm going to start with the game. The D-line was so pathetic. We get Pearson here. We get Tomlinson in here. So pathetic. I, I don't know what Tom like, – Tomlinson – like I don't know. You guys tell me, but like – the dude probably lost like 40 to 50 pounds from last season because dude was like a tank with the Giants. And I look at him and it's like, I don't know if he's on like the South Beach diet or something, but like he's just not the same run-stopping presence that he usually is. So that and then Pierce, obviously like when we got him last offseason, he opts out. I was like, oh, like gray, like you signed with us and you opt out. But he's been a huge disappointment. And then the offensive line, like I don't care. It's Aaron Donald. They're just getting whipped around. Like, Ezra, like, last week, he's getting all this, like, hype. Like, oh, like, Ezra's turning a corner, this and that. And he just gets bodied, like, every single snap. So, um, but, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, like, I watch a lot of college football. And, like, if Kellen Mond was coming out in this, in this draft class, like, obviously last year was, you know, Mac and Trey Lance, Jay Fields, 
obviously the top two. But, like, Kellen Mond would be, like, a first-round pick, in my opinion. I don't know what you guys think. Like, he'd be, like, he'd be right in there with, like, top 15, no like, yes. Kenny Pickett, so Sam Coral, Malik Willis. Like, he'd be right yeah. in there, and it would be, like, oh, maybe the Vikings could be in that, like, 15 spot to take Kellen Mond. Right. So, um, to me, like, like, when it was 20 to 10, I'm saying, like, the offense needs a spark. Kellen Mond's active. Why don't we just throw him in there? And see what we can do with the Zim. guy. Zim as crazy, ain't doing as crazy that. as it sounds. Zim ain't doing that, man. That's what I'm saying. Zim's kicking need, field we... goals and, and and chewing on the sideline, and that's all he's doing. That's what I'm saying. And go, like you said, kicking field goals. We had probably, I want to say, three goal to goes, fourth and goal, and we're kicking field goals. And it's and they're like fourth and three, fourth and four to goal, or goal to go. And, like, we're just kicking field goals. Meanwhile, our, our defense giving up 100 30 plus rushing yards. Um, I like to me, it's like I'm a huge Kellen Mond guy, and I just feel like the dude just like kind of sitting there and he's not going to get utilized until there's new coaching, new regime. Oh, yeah. Agree completely. I don't know. I, I, I've, I watch you guys a lot. I don't know. Do you guys think Kellen Mond's like the guy, or like, do you think? Do you think he's like the guy? Do you think he's just kind of like a bridge to someone else? He's not the guy for sure, in my opinion, with this current coaching staff. Like, they don't know how to to, – they'll say that this is not true, but in my opinion, they don't know how to develop him. There's no way. So, like, I think he is now probably – they're they're like, learn the offense, learn the – you know, work on the reps. Um, but I don't think he's going to have a chance to truly succeed in this league if he does until he gets a coaching staff that understands him. Um, but this coaching staff won't. And, and like, they can barely offensively work with the players who are starters, right? Like, they don't develop them. So, so are you really go- going to take this QB who is 1,000% different than Kirk and develop him? No way. So I think the only hope, for, for Mond and Dex might be right. I mean, Mond might be a guy, but the only hope for that to come to fruition is for somebody else to come in and say, here's what we're going to do. Like if it's, if Clint comes back, I got no hope. Dex. Yeah. I, I, I'm bullish on him, man. Like I, I want to know what the hell, like where he's been. And obviously he was a very prominent quarterback at Texas A&M, you know, Chris Sims and not to say he's the quarterback whisperer by any means but when he did his quarterback rankings he had him ahead of both I believe Zach Wilson and Mac Jones like he he was looked at as as a possible legitimate quarterback and I think I even saw because you know this this coming upcoming draft is not really there's not a stud quarterback and teams will still reach for ones in the first round as as it happens there but I believe the best quarterback in this draft class would have been slated fifth in terms of the 2021 draft class of quarterbacks so there isn't a lot of – there's not a bona fide stud. You know, you're probably not going to see a guy go one and two like it's all this year with Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. Um, but I, I'm with Judd. I, I want the right infrastructure brought in for Kellen Mond, who clearly was going to be a project from the get-go. But I'm not ready to crown him as the guy. But I do think there's something there. I'm not just going to just pass on him either. I agree. I mean, when I, when I think of a guy like Kellen Mond, I think of – Lamar going over there in, in Baltimore. Um, and like they changed the zone, everything. They changed exactly, their the entire zone, offense. Exactly. exactly. The zone scheme, I think, could work like a guy for Mon. When you open those holes for Dell and then do the RPO, and then he's just yeah. off in the – obviously, Kirk can't do that. Kirk can't even – you can't even – you can't even, like, move the pocket for Kirk. At least for a guy like Mon, you can move the pocket outside the hashes. 
mm-hmm. the guy like Kirk, as much as like I've been like a Kirk guy for a while now, but the way the the NFL is moving, it's like you just can't game plan consistently for a guy like Kirk. Whereas like Kellen Mond, you can move the pocket and do all these things. And like you said, like Lamar when they drafted Lamar, they had to they had to change everything about their offense. That's that's what kind of like caught me off guard with the whole Mond selection because I'm like, whoa, this is kind of like like if this is something, it's kind of like a um, like something that we're not like used to in this coaching staff, obviously, like they're going to have to, obviously it's not going to be the coaching staff next year, but like, it's a, it's a departure from what we're used to, I guess. Exactly. Thanks, man. Parker. Great, great stuff. Thank you. Appreciate, Much appreciate it. Cheers. You too. Yeah. He, he brings up a good point. I want to know where the hell Kellen Mond is. Like he's active today. Cause he had to be, I um, saw him today the- and they showed him on the side. Like he had the headset on, like yeah. he was fully padded. He was, he was relaying calls. He was reading through stuff. Yep. So, um, I want I want to know more about him too. I'm with Parker. I want to there know if is, he's the guy. I just think he. I think he's a guy who is going to throw some some practice passes until <laughs> you actually get at. Again, when you bring in a new staff, they would assess him. And they would say, okay, this guy can play or this guy can't play. But they would, but if they decided that he could play, Kellen Mond would then have things specifically for him. This, think about this. This staff, for the most part, does not come up with anything special for anyone. Jefferson, maybe, but um, your, your guy, Kane. Today, again, they had him running the football like yeah. he weighs 215. Right. Run the ball up the middle. I mean, this is a special play. You come up with a package of five plays, and you unveil said plays in a game like this, and the Rams are like, oh, my God, this guy's really fast, and we didn't see it coming. They literally had this poor guy trying to find, like, the A-gap, and Aaron Donald's like, oh, okay, cool. I'll take one arm and throw him down. Throw him around. I know is that the kid's fault? Is that yeah. the kid's fault? No, it's not the kid's fault. You don't have anything special oh, for a guy like that. It makes zero sense like you drafted him he's got a skill set um to expect him to step in and just play all the time and he can pound the rock is foolish to say okay let's let's unveil some plays specifically for him because he's got this really unique athletic skill set i always go back to what would the chiefs do because the kansas city chiefs would say let's utilize him in a way that makes sense how many guys do the vikings utilize offensively where you say this really fits what this guy does and, and his role might expand someday. That'll be awesome. But for now, we've developed something special. Anyway, let's keep going. Yeah, let's keep it rolling. Let's go to, is it Marno? Yeah, hello. How you guys doing? Good. How, are, how you? are you? Where are you calling from? Uh, Hudson. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Man. Uh, first and foremost, um, I think this Vikings team is very um, ridiculous. Honestly, like, like this, this online, like this entire online got to go, like, we we need to keep just um Brian O'Neill and uh Kristen Darasaw because they're our future. Uh-huh. So I think the interior like Gary Bradbury he just gets pushed around so many times. It's like ridiculous. Like he gotta go. And then I feel so bad for Ezra Cleveland because like they moved him <laughs> they moved him uh he was a tackle, like he was expecting yeah. to be a tackle, like our future tackle, and then they move him to guard. Like I, I don't understand that. Like well, I feel you dude. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, like they have so many chances this game. Like their lines are like they literally um wanted us to win so many times. Oh God, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. They played a terror. I mean, Stafford was terrible. He was awful. Marno. He was terrible. Yes. 
and they gave them chance after chance after chance. And the Vikings are like, oh, no, no, I can't take that. Sorry. And, yeah, but this game, if this game, if the Vikings were actually in, in the playoff race at like a four or five seed, yeah. this game would have driven me up the wall. But they're a seventh seed, and the seventh seed just sort of – it shouldn't exist, and, like, they're not that good. Like, like it's frustrating to watch today, but I'm so past the, the point of, of, like, the Cooper Rush game drove me nuts, right? Because, yeah. like, that, that was – you're going to beat Dallas here, and you should, and Cooper Rush is, a, you know, a third-string QB. I'm to the point now where I'm not surprised, but it's still maddening. The football incompetence overall that we saw t- today is just really, really yeah. pathetic. Yeah, it is pathetic. And the other thing is, um, every time in the post game, I, I don't like when the players be like, "Oh, we like to fight for one another. Uh, oh, we need to get like uh, okay. find a way to win." Why do they always say that? Like that just pisses me off. Like lip service, my man. Lip service. It's 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 all just like what they think they should say. Yeah, it's a bunch of crap. Yeah, you're correct. It's, it's terrible, man. Yeah. <laughs> Marno, good stuff, man. See you, Marno. Thank you. Good stuff. Yeah, it's weird. It and Justin and, and Justin Jefferson, you know, a couple more comments coming yeah, let's in. Hear um this is from Chris Thomason. Vikings wide receiver Justin Jefferson said he can try to pick up the energy of the team when there wasn't much, but quote, at the end of the day, I can't go out and play for them. Um so it, yeah. it's, it this, this is this is this is not where I would want to be if I was a Vikings fan. Declan, this goes back to the Jefferson uh, quote. Was it three weeks ago now? The Jefferson quote about we need to start having fun. They're having no fun. They don't like, like, here's the thing. And Marno's point's a great point. This whole thing of, you know, I play for my teammates and stuff. As far as athletic endeavors go. So again, I, I always want to be very careful to make it clear. I'm not commenting on, on the human beings like away from the field. But as a team, this group doesn't like each other. And I think it's pretty damn clear. Like, I think it's clear. I've seen it before. The Wild had the same thing. It's the same tendencies. They don't pull together. They pull apart. And then just when you think, because they've got some talent, just when you think all hope is lost, they rally. They come back and rally. But it doesn't get you. And like Justin Jefferson's a bleeping superstar, okay? He knows what it takes to be a superstar. He's played on a national championship college team which by the way is a professional team so like justin jefferson knows what it feels like he knows what it looks like he's been there and he has seen the top of a very hard to climb mountain and he's looking at this cluster bleep and rightfully so saying this seems having no fun i can't do it all and he's right because like look at the opportunities dex today when justin jefferson got chances to make plays he made some really nice plays Really nice plays, but he can't make the team. I mean, he's a wide receiver. He doesn't control the football unless it's thrown to him. And so, like, his frustration, while certainly concerning, makes perfect sense. But it's another reason why you have to get a fresh administration regime around him. It's another reason why if that regime comes in and says, not so much on Kirk, don't say, oh, no, you can't get rid of Kirk. No, actually, you can get rid of Kirk. Um, A lot needs to change. Justin Jefferson is not part of that. But Justin Jefferson's comments are very telling. And when a star player like that three weeks or a month ago says, this team is having no fun, that carries weight. 
Like that's not a, well, come on, Justin, have more fun. He is literally saying we can't do what we need to do to be successful regardless of the talent around me. Take that seriously. No kidding. Don't blow that off. Don't think, oh, no, they'll be fine. And don't just say, yeah, but what about my, but Kirk's my guy. No. If Justin Jefferson is saying, like, he's talking about basically the most important people who run the team. Quarterback's part of that. Quarterback's a big part of that. So, totally. yeah, I those comments, incredibly telling, um, worrisome, but, it, but there's time to fix it here. This is not a Mike's True. coming back, Rick's. So, yeah. Let's keep let's, going. Uh, let's keep going. We have a few more Kieran Vikings event line on Purple Daily. Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff here taking your calls. Let's go to Brian. Brian, what's up, hey. man? Hey, Brian, how's it going, guys? Good, man. How are yes. you? Oh, not too bad. This is my second time calling. I think I called on the first game of the season. Appreciate okay. that. Welcome yeah. Back. Oh, yeah. But uh, I just want to talk about, uh, the, I guess, mostly the offense. But uh, I just want to say I think nepotism, nepotism is killing this team. Uh, all, all that does is just shove a guy away that is way more qualified. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it wouldn't be a bad idea to get a QB on a rookie contract. Don't know if it's Kellen Mond. Don't know if it's you know someone in the first round or something. Uh, but that would allow us to you know keep a bunch of key guys, add more key guys. You know that'd be great. Um, I think Dantzler, uh he should have started over Breland pretty much all season because Breland was just terrible. And uh, I don't know why running up the middle is so predictable. Uh, and I don't know why we keep doing it over and over against really good D lines. Yeah, all, all and, great, uh, all great points so far. Yeah, you're <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, and and I, I want to say too, like, um, it seems like every loss, like Zimmer's just like, oh, let's just get back to the basics, you know, figure <laughs> out who we are. It's like, is all he is like, all he does is teach the basics. Like, is that it? Because <laughs> there's no like creativity no. at all. No, there's not. Yeah, that's a problem. Um, it, it it's weird because and, and I think he's he's faking this. I think Mike is trying to insinuate. Well, I know what's wrong. I can fix it. But the reality, he doesn't. And, no. and look, the team has gotten the team as a whole has gotten away from Mike, which was certainly not the case at one time. You know, there were some good years here. This team, and and I don't think they've quit. I don't think they've quit, but I don't think they have any sense of direction, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because it's not I, like I a bunch of, of like – I feel like he's losing the locker room too. I Yeah, but I mean what's weird is is I don't think that they've quit on Mike, but I do think that the players are like sort of confused. And and the, the comments that Dex read from from Jefferson are incredibly telling. Yeah. Like it's just he's sort of a – honest. Pardon like, my French, dead ass. It's yeah. just – a dead ass environment and and this is football like sports that's a really bad thing in football that's death right yeah so exactly i think it's unfortunately just to a point now where where you know they might get in they probably won't but i don't care if they do or not yeah. that's what i've been saying since dallas i don't care if you get in as a seven seed the seven seed's gonna stink like that's yeah. no accomplishment um if, if not I getting it's wrong. like if if not getting into the playoffs means that we have a entire regime change, then I'm all for it. It's worth it. Yeah, and I think if you do, I think you still have have to like I. Yeah. To me, starting starting with 
the Cowboys game and possibly before that, Brian, um, yeah. it's far more telling that than like, well, we snuck into that seven seed. Like it's just yeah. been look, Baker Mayfield was terrible here. He beat you. Cooper Rush is Cooper Rush. He beat you at home. Yeah. And I um, went to that. I went to that Dallas game too. And it was yeah. kind of funny because I was in uh, I was in Duluth uh, getting a jersey actually for that game, and I saw a uh, cowboy there, and he asked if I was going to the game, and I said yes. And he was like, "Well, he's like, I wish uh, you, he's like, I wish Dak was playing because then it would be a real game." Like, but we lost. I know. To Cooper Rush. That's what I'm saying exactly. <laughs> oh God! Thank yeah. you, sir. Appreciate, Appreciate it, Brian. <laughs> should join us. It's yeah. good stuff. Oh, the Cooper rush. Yeah. That, that will haunt me. I, I, I think it was the, like, yeah, that that loss stunk and that stung. I, I think it was the loss to Dan Campbell, the Lions. That really was like, all right, I'm out. It was no, a terrible I'm, I'm loss done. too. Yeah. Well, but I mean, to me, it started for sure w- with the Cowboys loss and then has yep. spiraled. Yep. And like, it, they come back every once in a while, you know, they beat the Chargers. Oh, that's impressive. You know, they, they might be back. But I mean, you can't, this team has fallen two games below 500 is it three times now dex right four times mm-hmm. and and they keep rallying back and it's like you can't do that and no. and each time they do it it's you know i mean this team still has not been over 500 since some point in the 2019 season right yep think about that for a second i know it's been like seven to be clear yeah the conference stinks correct like the packers good for them they're good the conference stinks. It's bad. It's a we'll bad keep, conference. We'll keep it rolling here on Ventland. Let's go to uh, Cody. Cody, what's up, man? Welcome hey, to Ventland. Where hey, guys. How are you? Uh, I'm Jacksonville, Florida. Can you hear me? I'm Jacksonville, okay. Answer. Yeah. Can you hear perfect? Yeah. So, perfect. Um, just want to say uh, I'm probably going to get a lot of heat because um, I'm basically going to be playing Kirk Stan, I think, here. Um, not sure. to say, I, I think, A, he's, I totally agree, overpaid. 100% overpaid for what we're getting. Um, and we're not built for, for him, but in terms right. of what this team is like, I, and I, I definitely agree, especially these days that he's, he's the guy that's showing up to work. But when, when basically the coach hates you, a lot of the fans hate you, you know, I mean, how do you want to show up and be the leader when no one really likes you in the first place? Um, and it, it, it sucks cause he is talented, hundred percent talented. Uh, but when it comes down to it, I think we're stuck with him next year. Uh, I don't think we can go anywhere. And I, I'm for a new coach, new GM, 100%. But, I mean, nuking this team from orbit, there's too much still here. And I, I love Thielen. I don't want to waste another year. There's too many good receivers on this team. Uh, and I, I think that next year the O-line should be better. I, I'm hot on uh, Isaac Cleveland. I don't think he's nearly as bad as a lot of people say he is. Oliot is still a problem. Mason Cole is still a problem. Um, but I think some – Yeah, he's a problem, but, yes. Yeah. But I, but I think what you guys said previously, um, I think it was maybe a couple of weeks ago, is, is totally holds true. Um, that the the O line is it's not doesn't matter if you have one or two superstars. The weakest link is is the big problem. You can have the best guys, but if you're if one of these guys is just the worst in the league, you're going to get killed. And yes. and it doesn't play to our strengths because Kirk, like you guys said, is not mobile, not going anywhere. But yes. I, I just it frustrates me because he is talented. Um, the last thing I'll say on Cousins because this is basically just offense focused. Um, the dude, the dude is momentum driven. It, that's what it comes down to when, and this is why I think he does so many screen passes, not that they're good because they're horrible. They yeah. never work. Um, but he, and you can see it in the one good drive we had pass after pass after pass that all link up. It works. So when we have two of three, all run plays for no yardage, 
And then he's like, okay, I need to do something. And he throws it to you, someone for one yard. He's trying to build momentum and it, it's, it sucks. Cause I think he's great. I think he's talented, but we're not conducive of his strategy. It doesn't, doesn't make sense for him. And I, I do think in the long run, he's not going to be the solution. Um, it worries me if we extend him because I think there's too much here, but next year he's yep. going to be here. And I, I just, I hope that they can actually do more with him because more more of those last few drives, please. More of those long, long drives, more passing. And it stinks because I think part of it is that we have one of the best running backs in the league. We have probably one of the best backup running backs in the league. So we have to run the ball. It's one of our, one of our great skills, but it's not conducive of, of, of Kirk's talent. So it's just back and forth of, we can't build momentum on this side, but we can't build momentum on that side. We need Cook 100%, and it's the only way the run game plus the pass game is going to work. Yep. No, and I, I think your point is right on, though, It's which is with the whole puzzle does not work. And, mm-hmm. like, that's the problem. So, so like, that, that's where my point is put the blame on everyone because, yeah. like, there's no, there's no one thing that's right. Like, like if, if, if you get rid of Kirk and you bring in a new QB and keep Clint and Mike, it's going to work out great. It's, no, not, it's not. Yeah, you're not saving um, that 100%. And, and because Kirk signed, signed here, because they, they paid him, you know, an ungodly amount of guaranteed cash, uh, because he took the payday, he really signed in maybe one of the worst places he could have signed. Yeah. Like, like if he had gone with a offensive, friendly Kirk Cousins coach, he might have had a chance. But you're right. The coach barely tolerates him. Um, I don't, I think that he has talent. I, I think he's a talented athlete who's not wired great. Uh, so to get the most from Kirk, he, he needs a coach who's an advocate for him, right? Like, who's like, yeah. Kirk, we can do this. I'll yep. work with you. Not a guy who, what, four or five years into his tenure says, okay, let's meet on Thursdays for an hour. <laughs> yeah, no, hundred so, percent. I, I definitely so agree like, with it's that. The whole, it's the whole puzzle that just doesn't work, but it's just so clear now that it needs to be broken up and you've got some nice pieces don't get me wrong like i'm not in this for let's wait five years you know let's wait five years i'm saying within a couple of years i think in this conference you can be extremely competitive just not with what you have right now as a whole totally agree Uh, totally agree we should beat the bears every single time we should beat the lions every single time shouldn't be a question right now Packers, I get. I have to watch uh, the Packers Vikings game with my cheesehead friend next week, so that's gonna have suck. Fun with that, Cody. Yeah, that's All gonna right. suck. But you know, it's it's gonna be a game. Uh, but thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you. Take appreciate care, it, Cody. Thank Enjoy you, the warmth of Florida. Yeah, no All you Florida like folks. We got Enjoy snow the on warmth. the way here in Minneapolis in a couple. I gotta get hours, out of so, here. Yeah, you know. I'm gonna be slipping and sliding. All right. Well, just a couple more here left on right. uh, Vikings Ventland. Let's uh, let's go to CJ. CJ, what's up, man? Welcome hey, to Ventland. Where are you calling from? Hey, Colin from Nashville. I want to dig in a little bit about Rick Spielman. You know, I think he's done a really good job politically, right? He's always been, I mean, this guy should run for politics because, (laughs) and I don't know, is he hiding during the games too? Because I feel like if the television screen showed him more, fans would more attack him. But he's like, he's done a good job of like putting people out in front of him to take the heat. But, you know, go back to all the way to 2011, Mm-hmm. You know, knowing that he was going to have all the control for the next 10 or 11 years, you give him every resource imaginable, you know, a new stadium, new facilities. These fans keep coming back. I mean, I don't know how many fans across the country could, could put up with what we put up with. It's like a Minnesota thing. We just keep coming back. Most, mm-hmm. you know, 
look what happens when these fans, when these teams lose, these fans don't come back. So, so many resources for Rick. And you know what's kind of funny when you look at Aaron Donald today? Yeah. You know, that he should have been a Viking. Remember? We passed on Aaron Donald. We passed yeah. on him because we draft Sharif Floyd the year before. And it's just part of the picture. I don't think Rick has a blueprint. I don't think he went into this and said, you know what? I'm going to build this team inside and out like a good football team. I've got plenty of rope. It's not like I have to just try to win each year. I've got I've got a great relationship with the Wills. I I'm gonna I'm gonna be patient and build this team inside, and you know we're gonna we're gonna with a blueprint. And I th- think it's been throwing. We drafted Ponder, and then we you know we chased after Bridgewater, and I think that we missed out on Johnny Football was in there. We traded a first round pick, panicked a lot of panicking moves for uh, for Bradford. And, you know, even Cousins. And so I just think there's been a very poor blueprint from the very beginning. To me, this is all Rick Spielman, right? Who hired Mike Zimmer? We want to hammer Mike Zimmer. Who hired him? Yeah, Rick didn't. So, so I just think I don't know yeah. how Rick has avoided really this should be – this should number one can. I mean, everybody has to go, right? Chemistry's off. Right. Um, you know, and I, I've seen at the at, at the end of games too – you know, where Kirk just does not engage with his teammates the way he should. He has a leadership problem. He's obviously kind of uh, his personality does not engage one that goes into the locker room the way you'd want to. And that that's part of the chemistry problem. Yeah. But it's all to me, Rick Spielman, Rick Spielman, Rick Spielman. He's got to go. And and we have to start with a new with a new GM. To me, that's that's number one. I agree completely in the fact that I think you need a fresh Viewpoint, a fresh opinion, a for and and look, Rick, the two things that Rick did, where you you can one thousand point to it, and the first one actually worked for a while was, you know, Rick and and Frazier shared um, personnel control for a year or two years. I think it was one year, and the Vikings bottomed out. Rick survived it, got promoted, right? He hired Mike largely based on the fact that the defense with Les became so bad and so pathetic. And the Vikings didn't have a QB. And so what Rick said is, I can't find one, so I'm going to stop him. And in 2014, that actually sort of worked. Um, the, the rules since then have morphed more and more towards offense. But the second thing that Rick did, if you go back, is Rick said, I have struggled to find what? A quarterback. So I'm just going to go pay one, the top one that I can find, and a guy who's put up really impressive stats in Washington, and he did that. Um, so he has basically tried to uh, skirt blame and become fortunate by making moves that cover up the flaws. And in this case, it's just bitten him now. But, I mean, Mike came in, and Mike did a great job. I mean, that defense for a few years was fantastic. Um, it's not now. And unfortunately, I feel like when Rick made the stew and, and put Kirk in, it really didn't work because what they didn't predict and what they didn't know was was how much Kirk and Mike would be different. I think they thought Kirk's going to come in and relieve Mike of his problems on offense because he's just going to be good. And like, so Mike's not going to have to concern himself like he did with Case because Mike's fear with Case was he's going to melt down. And eventually he did. Um, but the problem was they didn't take the personality conflict. They didn't take Kirk's um, issues into account there. And that's where it came apart. And now we're to the point of there ain't no fix in that. You're, you're just not going to. Absolutely. So and, and I think I'll, that's I'll where finish, things stand. And I'll finish with this too. I feel under Rick, 
we've been playing from an underdog role in all the big games. And I think that's because he's really not drafted well in the first round. And if you mm-hmm. look at all the way through his career in the last, he's had almost 20 first round picks. How many first round players that he drafted were on the field today against the Rams team that's full of first round talent? And it puts you in an underdog role. It was like that in two, our best run that we had with Case, undrafted free agent, throwing to an undrafted free agent and Adam Thielen playing with guys that were drafted in the fifth and sixth rounds. And you get, you can only do that for so long. And I feel like that's been Rick's thing. This team has been playing from an underdog role under Rick Spielman the whole time, only because he misses out on the first round talent. CJ, great stuff, man. Thank great you. Stuff, CJ. Great it, points. Great points by CJ. He's a, yeah. I mean, he's not wrong. Yeah. Rick, he's not Rick wrong. Does, Rick definitely deserves uh, some blame. Uh, let's go to Randy. Randy, what's up, man? Welcome to Bentline. How are you? How are you guys? Hey, Good Randy. Good. How are you? Um, Excellent. Oh, just sitting here watching football. Kind <laughs> no? of a tough Sunday. Used to it at this point, but. What's on your mind? Can I give a shout out first? Yes, of course. Yeah, of course. Okay, I got my buddies Coulter and Logan. They're huge Vikings fans. But second shout out, do you guys like North Dakota State? Uh, I like them more than UND. Does that help? Okay. I'm a Montana State fan. I'm in Bozeman, Montana. Okay. I want to give a shout out to the Bobcats. Okay. okay. We're in the national championship January 8th. Let's nice. hope we can go out and win it. So very nice. Judd, you should be a big FCS fan. Seems like you should like it. FCS? That's fine, yeah. I you know, I got the Vikings, the Gophers. Mm. That's about it for me. Well, but I'll, Gophers, I'll root for that's, your team. That's tough. Okay. Oh, tell, tell me, it's the life of a Minnesota sports follower slash fan. It's always been tough. <laughs> I hear you. So my question is, why can Kirk Cousins not look like a leader out there? The dude just looks checked out 100% of the time, doesn't want to lead the team. I don't get it. You I got don't... your top running back out. Yep. Go out, make some plays, get the ball to Justin Jefferson. Don't throw it behind Osborne, but yeah, that was not a good pass. I don't think he's, I don't think he's checked out. I don't think that's fair to say. I don't think he is. And look, just because you're a quarterback does not mean that you get this. I don't think he has the leadership gene. How's that? Yeah, I think that's. I just don't think he has it. I don't know who said it earlier on Ventline, but you know, I I think the difference between Stafford and Cousins, which yes, they belong in the same tier in terms of God-given ability and just rankings. I think that is fair to say. But Stafford does have a more of a leadership quality. He does. I I, one hundred percent. Not like not fully, but yes. Yeah. But Kirk's just not. I mean, Kirk is who. I mean, Kirk should probably be. Um, what, what position should Kirk play? Like a not in not a quarterback on football. Yeah, like like a what tight end. It? Yeah, he should be okay. a tight end. Okay. Yeah, because I <laughs> mean, he just brain. doesn't. But but I mean, you also can't. This again comes back to the Vikings looked at at the, the fact that guys like Kirk do not mm-hmm. hit the free agent market almost ever, and the Vikings were like, let's fill the need. Yeah. Um. He he's going to be statistically and talent wise a step up from Case. He's going to be a guy who who I mean the Vikings basically took the angle of let's just get a guy who's not going to, in their opinion at the time, drive you crazy and who's going to be solid and who's going to be good. Um, and I honestly don't think that they vetted Kirk's strengths and weaknesses as a person slash quarterback yep. very well. 
Like, I think they looked at it and said, oh, this is going to work for sure. Yeah, no question. We are. And, and you know, going back to 2017, going into 18 decks, yep. they were in their mind set to pop. And right. so so that's the problem, though, is that, yeah, he's not he's just not a guy. He's never going to flip a switch and become that dynamic personality quarterback who takes control. He's just not. Right. It's unfortunate. Let's uh, let's let's wrap things up here on Bentline, Judd, with uh, EJ. EJ, what's up, man? Welcome hey, to Bentline. How are you doing? I'm good. How y'all doing? Doing good, Great. sir. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, first, I got a question for you guys, man. So do you think uh, you think the season is over or you think they're still going to get in the playoffs? Oh, I think that, boy, this one's tough. I think it's over, but that seventh seed is going to be a really bad team. So, yeah. like, it's plausible. I, I will say this. In my opinion, no matter what happens, in or out, you need to make changes. Definitely. So, so like, I don't see it as, oh, they got the seventh seed. Now they've saved jobs. I think the same evaluation and changes that are going to take place on on the last day or after the last day have to be the same, you know, what, whether that be January 10th, which is right after the season ends, or right. a playoff round. I don't think that you can come back with this current formula and justify it. And I think fans will be ticked. And I think fans are done with this current incarnation of the Vikings. Yeah. Yeah. Just, a, just a couple, I got time to say a couple things real oh, quick. Oh, absolutely. AJ. Yeah. Of course you ahead, man. So uh, first Kirk cousins, uh, he's definitely in order for him to be, you know, to get you to that super bowl, to that deep playoff run, he has to have an elite line, man, you know, he can't do it without that. He he, no he doesn't have the capability to do it w- without the line, you know. So uh, that's one thing that Mike Zimmer and the defense, uh, Mr. Cornerback Guru, uh, the corners have been playing horrible the whole season, man. Uh, <laughs> Cam Danzler, that touchdown to OBJ, he got got shook out of shoes. Seems like he could never, you know, he he can touch the ball, but he can't intercept the ball, man. It's like it's like you got to make the, the play. Yeah, the drop, man. It's <sighs> it's crazy, you know that. Then offensive line, how many years do you look and see the problem but don't fix it? You know what I'm saying? It's it. just it's the same story, man. But like I said, hopefully it's coming to an end soon and, and, and the change is coming, man. How do you sign Kirk and not get him a line that's really damn good? I'll never exactly. understand that one. Get, never. Give the guy a chance, man. At least give him a chance. Yeah, exactly right. right. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it, dude. Appreciate you. Have a great one. Yeah. It is amazing, man. I, I'll save it for statements tomorrow on Mackie and Judd. Sans Mackie, me and you, while we'll still be doing Mackie Judd, Purple Daily. Phil, Christmas time. He was at a Shell gas station. I saw the missus tweet out. A, a, he was literally at, in, in Not Arizona. Us, Not watching, us. Dead, I mean, I'll, I'll respect him. He showed up to a gas station to watch watch the dang show. But, yes. Not on, not on you and I. We're, we're no, sick of we're the here. Head. It's the day after Christmas. Judd, it's we're here. Christmas season's over. It's officially over, right? Like, we have entered it's 364 days till the next Christmas. We don't stop. We don't stop here. You and I watched that debacle last Yesterday, year against the Saints, and now it's different. Great day of sports, by the way. Christmas Day, I'm all in now. Christmas oh. Day, two football games, five oh, I, basketball uh, the, games. The Browns-Packers game put me to sleep for a good two nap. I told you, the Christmas nap. There is no better day to nap than on Christmas, and I, I was asleep for about five Oh, the Browns-Packers game was night. great. Really? You, oh, didn't, I, I, you, you I slept got, through it? I got, I got slept through three-fourths of it, yeah. I'm going to unveil t- tomorrow on Statements an idea to fix one day okay. of the year. Okay. I got an idea to okay. fix one day of the year. The wife, I ran it by her, hated it. Shocking. She hated my idea, mm-hmm. but I'm going to give a hard fix, a, a, a right turn. I'm okay. going to turn the right. sports calendar on its ear tomorrow. 
on statements. Um, All right. Thanks for joining us. Thanks to our sponsors, Surly Brewing, of course. If you haven't enjoyed a furious, what are you doing? I mean, come on. Today was a furious day. And also, hopefully, you uh, will continue to watch football for the rest of the day on TCL. Mm -hmm. Enjoy more with TCL. TVs, Declan, take it home. Go ahead. All right. Appreciate you guys. This has been Vikings Vent Line, your therapy session. Uh, hit that subscribe button for daily Minnesota Vikings content. Like this video. We're on Apple, Spotify, scorenorth.com. The Score North app is a central hub for everything we do. Also, Score North MN, as uh, Judd the Wet Bandit from Home Alone gets his beanie on, ready to go burglarize a few <laughs> homes, look, I think. I do look like what's-his-face. Yeah, you got the Wet Bandit look. So uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Statements on Mackie and Judd. Pie chart still on Purple Daily. We'll Thank be talking you. to you guys.